Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me with uh, the co-host responsibilities, the mo-host responsibilities, Chris, and welcoming to the show for the first time, a legend. You've probably heard of him. If you haven't, we're happy to introduce Lama Todd to the program. Lama, you've been helping us get some rating clears and uh, I cannot, cannot thank you enough. So first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Second of all, why don't you introduce yourself to the world who does not yet know you and absolutely should be following you? Oh, sure. Um, well, my main game is Final Fantasy 14, and I do lots of in-game content and rating. And I, I guess my my specialty would just be helping new players and new raiders uh, get introduced uh, to in-game. So lots of folks, they, they have different reasons, either, you know, either anxiety, fear, whatever it is. Maybe they had a bad experience in uh, Party Finder or whatever it is. But we try to make it more approachable and accessible um, and just helping people become better raiders and try to and enjoy the same content that I do, which is raiding. You're doing the Lord's Yoshi P's work. I'm so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, guys, today's show is sponsored by Vern Thorne, WG Productions, and Keelan over here on Ginger Gaming Radio. If you want to tune into these shows live, be sure to follow Ginger Gaming Radio, and that's where you can come hang out with us while we do these live. Chris is actually also live on Twitch, so if you guys aren't following over on Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash work to game. Lama Todd, you're thinking about doing some YouTube or you're just starting to dabble into the world of YouTube, but why don't you plug your Twitch and, uh, and maybe your YouTube? Oh God. Uh, YouTube can, can wait. There's really nothing there, but I, I, I have had conversations <laughs> about that. So I, I know what I need to do and I'm going to be doing that. Maybe some starting off with some highlights and stuff, but yeah, you can find me, um, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lamatad. And when do you normally cool. stream? Like what is your typical schedule right now? Um, I typically start around what's well, what I consider prime time North America. So around like nine Eastern or so, but I go pretty late into the night and for, uh, you know, we gotta have, we gotta support the degens, the, the true gamer hours. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So Chris, I'm gonna toss to you real quick as the only non-secret lab, uh, chairperson in this podcast, oh. not sponsored, just throwing shade. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to throw shade. This is a <laughs> reject bin ikea chair that is five years old and shouldn't have been sat in in the first place this is this is the opposite of premier seating there's no shade needed it knows its place um yeah i'm excited to be back in the normal swing of things we've been making all sorts of progress here on stream i am getting close i have almost so i have every job to 37 or higher uh so i'm getting down to that home stretch as we get closer and closer to see Endwalker, seeing um, Rich Campbell react to Shadowbringers trailer today oh was really God. fun because, like, yeah. it seeing somebody react with that much emotion took exactly. me back to like seeing it at FanFest for the first time, um, which was a neat trip down memory lane for you know the fact that that now we know so much more about Shadowbringers than we did at FanFest, obviously. Absolutely. I do want to spend some time and get uh, obviously some input from uh, Lama Todd about Endwalker, but you bring up a great topic, Chris. Asmogold and Rich's impact on Final Fantasy fourteen. I know, and we've been in the streams where I think Rich said, get me Lama Todd. Let's go with this. <laughs> like shouting him out by name. Oh my goodness. L Lama, dude, what's that? Like, how's that feel? Just to have that like uh, random recognition. That's it's crazy and like i i think the way i i found out it was just he was lurking in one of my streams uh randomly one time i guess he was he started playing and 
checking out the directory and he he found me because i was doing like my whole thing with rating and of course like i found his because he's like really popular very charismatic uh and his, like you said his reactions have just been like phenomenal um and i'm like well shoot like let's let's check him out and then he saw me in there and then I got to do a couple dungeons with him and uh, like, I'll never forget. I got to do the, like m most of the Alexander raids with rich. So I was, I was there when he saw like the brute justice drop and I that that's an awesome moment too. I don't know if you've ever done brute justice, but the music's going and you know, all the, uh, all the previous bosses that you fought in that tier kind of merge into one and, it's just really cool. So I haven't done um, the savage, so maybe we'll we'll talk well, after this. But you yeah, can, you can see that in normal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Normal, it's so used cool. to minimum item level in normal, though, right? So like, yes, it, it was, was. savage light already. Yes, it, like it's it's there to punish you, but there aren't as many mechanics going on. It, so yeah, so being part of that, uh, it's, I'm very grateful um, that that he's been, you know, wanting me to be included in everything, and most recently. <laughs> Uh, he tagged me on on Twitter. Um, he wants to do an ultimate, so I'm, I'm trying to put together uh, that the best I can uh, with probably some other content creators that we know. How does that work? Like, so when when somebody like that tags you, uh, you know, so what runs through your head? Like, uh, you know, like because I don't know how you view yourself. Because I honestly I view yourself as a, as kind of a, a big dog in the space. Because mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, like you have just been really building a name for yourself out on Twitch. And I have a huge amount of respect, not just for the content you. you produce, but for the fact that you've done this on Twitch without the use of YouTube. Like for me <laughs> as a content creator, like I go, well, there's something here. There's something special and it's clearly being recognized. So I'm very like happy that you're getting this, the recognition that you deserve. Uh, you Thank know, you. it sucks that I, I am a horrible person because it took me this long to get you on the podcast, but nevertheless, okay. we're remedying that today. What is that like? Like, how is building an ultimate? Like, what what does that look like when when you see that tweet? What do you do? Uh, I start panicking a little bit. It's like, ooh, a little bit of pressure. Part of me is just like, oh god, I kind of wish I had like the team already set because um, like he he asked me to contact him um, like like privately before, and I just wanted to give him like the rundown of like setting expectations for an ultimate. Like, well. You know, here's what I think you could do. Um, depending on how you want to approach this, you know, we can we can pull in different people. So it could be like, do you want like the easiest route? And I say easy very lightly because it's still an ultimate. And even if it's just like one person, they have to learn the fight. Um, or like, does he want to, to bring in uh, more new players or, or people that just haven't touched ultimate people from his community? I don't know. Um, so I just printed, presented a couple options. Um, and then I think after the all craft with Zeno, <laughs> Zeno kind of talked them into doing it with, uh, veterans. It's like, look, if you want to do it before, even he was per very blunt. He's like, if you want to do this before Endwalker, you should probably do it with veterans and who cares what people say? Cause already we're going to get comments. Oh, he's going to get carried. You know, you know, all these streamers or these Raiders are going to help him out. Carried, carried. Um, and I just think that's completely unfair. And, and Zeno also made a really good point. It's like, even if they went in with, with like eight blind people, like no experience with ultimate, someone's still going to find a way to complain. And it's true. So might as well just like do what's going to be fun for you and do what's going to make good content. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people want to see 
ultimate being dragged out for like if they do it with eight blind people it will be dragged out for months and months and months i don't i don't reasonably think they would finish before in walker if they did that i mean it also varies on like what their definition of of carry is right so we've mm -hmm. seen you know i i don't know the ultimate vice that well i've always been a viewer um i've never even set foot in them but like within a carry we've seen people come into the space um and do things different ways where they've had people with them that are very talented, but what happens when that person dies and doesn't understand a mechanic? Do we, sure. do we wait? Do we leave that person blind or do we continually coach them the way you took me through savages? You know, it yeah. varied how many people were in the pools with me that had done it before versus hadn't. We are over geared, but we are doing it. No echo. You're doing raid call outs that are very specifically targeted to me. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's also times where like the tanks miss it and we wipe it up. So I wasn't dead on the floor at the time that any of the bosses went down. Right. And so like, it doesn't really matter. I think what matters is rich and Asmund are very well aware of the prestige that comes with clearing an ultimate, um, any of the ultimates, uh, mm -hmm. at all. And in any way. Uh, and so it's literally what will make them, the happiest with that clear because you can't go back and re-clear it for the first time you get one right. chance at what your first experience is exactly exactly and um shoot i mean my first time um i went in with xeno like my first ultimate was t and xeno led that one i mean we did have a lot of new people in it um but xeno had previously cleared it and we were like our he was well we were like a reprod group for him so I mean, you could you could technically say, oh well, well, but Todd, you're you're tea clear, you got carried. It's like, okay, <laughs> I still put the work in, and it was awesome. So like, you can't take that from me. We had some really good moments too. Where where do you think that 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 root idea comes from? Because there's no way that Rich or Asman specifically would have the experience that people had when the content dropped fresh. Uh, right. What do you think that that root idea comes from? From people who are just gonna like, I'm gonna. It sounds like to me they're they're searching out any way to discount. What do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't understand that mentality. I've, I mean, it goes against like everything that that I do and provide for the community. I mean, because you could technically say I just giving people carries every night when I'm helping folks full time carry. Like, yeah, exactly, full time carry. <laughs> Fireman just carried me across yeah, that finish I line. Know, right, just carry, exactly. But like, and I've I've been very careful in how I teach. Cause like, I, I don't want to set up the situation where someone just comes to me, gets the easy clear. And then like, they're done. Like, that's it. Like I, I want them to have like lasting or at least reasonably lasting knowledge of the fight where they can go back into party finder comfortably. Uh, and they, they're going to like, remember a lot of the stuff I taught them. So like, I'll, I'll try to like remove call outs as we progress further into the fight, like from the earlier phases and just kind of like, all right, let's, let's see where they're at. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why people try to discredit clears and, and try to like, you know, invalidate people's um, efforts and, and stuff, especially with an ultimate. Cause like I said, it's, it's, you still have to learn the fight. You can't just be a corpse the entire time and get the clear. There's there's mechanics that are completely unavoidable where it's personal responsibility, where if you don't move the right way, you don't do the right thing, you're going to wipe the raid. So it's like it's it's a PVE game. Like, what does it matter to you? 
if someone else clears it doesn't affect you do you think it's older content like mm -hmm. let it go do you think streamers have an unfair advantage over uh, just regular players um i think that's probably another part of it i think um those who complain are, are mad that maybe streamers have the extra resources and especially very popular streamers they get also all sorts of raiders um that want to help them and so it's i think it's maybe a bit more accessible it's going to be harder for the average player to like they're going to have to like actively find discords and find people and sure. rec even recruit their own team but a big streamer it's gonna be like you know how can we how can we raid with you this is gonna be so cool so yeah i can see the jealousy there being a problem it cuts that step out i will tell you yeah that would be a very like taking the time to buy a camera and a microphone and build an audience solely so that you could, it'd be way easier to just go into a discord and ask for help like yeah. that's a long journey to get that payoff so that's that's kind of like saying somebody like just started a movie so they could get like free Taco Bell. Like you, you've done a lot of work for something you could have just had at the start. Um, That's been my 10 year plan. Free, like, man, right, it's been my 10 year plan. Like this was it guys. Five years yeah, of work game. We can shut it down. We were just trying to get big enough that we could get carried through one tier of Eden. We're and done. one of us shut has a secret lab down. chair and the other one doesn't. So another five years. <laughs> I paid cash for this, not sponsored. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah. but I, I will say like the stakes go up across the board though. Because if Asmongold doesn't get his clear in a night, that damages his entire, like it, it hurts them when they're not getting their clear every single time. Like you said, that can't just drag on for months. It won't be good content. No. And so, yeah, they're getting access to these higher level players, but they're also having to do all of this and then do it while entertaining. There are very few mm -hmm. content creators that are big enough and talented enough that talent alone can carry their career on Twitch, the vast majority of them are offering um, some level of entertainment value beyond what you're seeing in the gameplay. It does happen, especially during like the race for world first, where we will see people who really don't have any interest in the personality side of Twitch that have enough no. talent right. um, to carry the, an interesting stream because we're seeing gameplay that we can't get to otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's what Rich and Asmund are doing. I think they're adding something to the gameplay. Um, they are. So I, I don't think it's that straightforward. What do you think the lasting impact that uh, Asmund and uh, Rich are going to have overall on the 14 community? Because I I've got my own theories. I'm going to let you have the floor and then we can kind of just break that down. Oh, um, gosh. I mean, we've already we've already seen it already. I mean, there's just just gobs of new players, new uh, sprouts and stuff. Um, I think the last Alliance read I was in, it was just completely like just full of sprouts. It was like a like a Chia Pet Alliance basically and <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing like when you're jumping i think into it's play? good no I, I think it's i think it's awesome and, and it <laughs> it took a lot longer than what i recall like the last time i did an alliance raid because there were so many new players like <laughs> trying this like mechanics like they weren't standing on the right. platforms and they were just like i'm like like why are we why, like why is this so much like why is this harder and i was okay <laughs> with it and when I do leveling roulettes, like I see a bunch of new players and I'm not getting mad. Like, I'm sure there's going to be some people that do get mad, but like, I, I love this. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. Does it, it's does very it rare in my leveling roulette yeah. that, I'm, that anybody else in the party besides me has a level 80. Just one. Yeah. Like he doesn't have his tank stance on it or he's asking for help. And, and some of them are like, sorry, guys, like, uh, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think 
I helped someone uh, recently just kind of show them the ropes like how to how to like tank better in a dungeon and they were like very grateful for that but i think that's part of it like just their community and they kind of gave the green light to a bunch of the wow players to move over and of course they have the whole like activision blizzard stuff going on but that's another thing it's no topic but um but yeah, also let that die it, yeah, like, that, yeah yeah from assholes but um but then they have <laughs> They have other streamers that also get the green light. So it's just like waves and waves of streamers and their communities and new players. And it's just compounded. So uh, I think we're going to be seeing that uh, for probably the long term, even if like a fraction of those people stick around. Like if they if they do the story and maybe they leave, that, there's probably still going to be some that that want to stay and be like, oh, man, this is my new favorite game. Like I want to play this for a long time. And I think Endwalker is going to be like primed, primed to be a pretty hype situation. We're going to be, we're going to, I think the directory is going to be crazy when Endwalker drops. What do you think, Chris? Is the directory going to be crazy? I mean, it was going to be crazy regardless, right? right. Um, and Rich and Asmund are among a wave of new creators coming over. Pyro just amount, announced kind of done with WoW altogether, um, basically coming over, you know, a lot of these creators, they do have other variety they do, but when they focus on AMMO as the majority of their content, we see other people making the move. Um, and they each have their own community and their own impact. I think the biggest thing that it's done is that for a lot of years, there have been stereotypes around the Final Fantasy XIV community because as a small community, um, they only come across one or two aspects of it. And when those one or two aspects all have something in common, it's very easy to say, okay, I see five people that play this game and they all have this thing in common. I bet all 2 million people that play this game or all 5 million must also have that thing in common. And then they just move forward with that stereotype. And so right. as a result, yeah. huge portions of other MMO communities like World of Warcraft have said, I don't want to play Final Fantasy because only people that have this quality or this interest are interested in that game. But when you go out and you meet 100 people that play that game, when you have a big surge like this, there's no way all 100 people have one thing in common. And so that immediately forces you to evaluate it like just a touch more complex just the yeah. tiniest bit more like hey maybe they're not all exactly the same freaking person and that has created like an opening for validation to say well i don't want to play it because i don't like anime i don't want to play it because i don't like story and all right. these things and we're all like okay well if you don't want to play it that's fine but like that's not a good reason uh <laughs> so like it's it's removed a lot of the barriers and so it's let people decide, like, do I want to play it and do I want to like it? And if they like it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Um, it's just creating an opportunity for people to try it. And some of those people will like it. It is a good game. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that the free trial is the best representation, of, as we've seen a lot of people who say, hey, I only want to give a game like two or five hours worth of effort. Well, the first two or five hours worth of Realm Reborn does not perfectly represent all of Final Fantasy. So I do think right. we do still have a new player experience problem with the game. Um, in that we don't give them a an, a fair taste um, of what the game is as its entirety. We say, hey, try this one thing. And if you like that one thing, don't worry, it's all different. Uh, so I think we can still get better at that across the board. But I think that the content creators are doing a good job of showing that amount of variety and showing that it's okay to like this. Rich said, um, Rich said yesterday, I think, or earlier this week, like, this is my favorite game of all time. Like, when you hear that, you go, <laughs> oh, that well, then maybe... Too then maybe, just maybe, 
I'll like it a little bit. Like if it's his favorite game of all time, it doesn't have to be my favorite, but maybe I'll like mm -hmm. it a little bit. And that's a that's a wonderful thing for the long-term health of this game, especially from people who are often asked about other games and they maybe have been making misinformed or underinformed statements in the past. Yeah. Now for me, I would say like in regards and conclusion to the Asmin and Rich discussion of the show in this case, is I have come to the conclusion that I don't think Final Fantasy XIV needs any defense. Uh, I think there are people who believe that it needs to be defended for whatever reason. I'll make myself the kind of the bigger picture here. Um, and I, when I look at the game itself, it's like, I, I honestly am like, are you even playing the game? Like, do you realize what we have and what we what uh, Yoshi P has built? Can it be better? Yes, we'll always be uh, hopefully the first to come and, and talk about the game critically. Uh, but when we left Shadowbringers, we were called shills. And when we went to the media tour, we were called shills because they're like, there's no possible way that Shadowbringers is that good. And it's like, well, let me just wait a, <laughs> wait a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, could it be better? Could we see uh, some things done with healers? Yeah, I, that's when we got Endwalker. And we're going to see what they're going to do there. Like, uh, you know, no game is going to be ultimately perfect. But at the end of the day, like I, I've come to the conclusion, I just look at the group of people who feel like they have to defend the game. And I go, what game are you playing? Our game needs no defense. It speaks for itself perfectly. And that's where it's like when people are attacking Asmin or attacking Rich or attacking any of these WoW players, uh, it's like, okay, like why even waste that energy? Like I, uh, and then again, I'm speaking as a guy like Rich, uh, like I said, not Rich, but excuse me, Llama, I don't know why I called you Rich for a second there. Uh, okay. Like helping me actually get my first E9S clear last night. My first Savage clear since I haven't touched ratings since ARR. Almost two clears. Almost. We almost, almost like blind almost cleared 10. 10. <laughs> we almost <laughs> blind cleared 10. It was, we got to void gate two and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Heal, dodge, cure, stand, turn. Okay. Okay. We, you know, like, oh my God, I don't like Brian, what happened? I don't know. I was just in the zone. Um, but at the core of it, it's that, you know, like, wow, what this game truly has something special. And the fact that somebody's coming in and saying it's their favorite game of all time, like that does speak miles. I think Chris like, you know, hits the nail on the head. Absolutely with that. But yeah. I, I just see, I just see it as I don't, I can't relate to somebody who, ha who has that feeling because I have no time to even care, you know? Oh, you don't like the game. All right. Like, cool. Like, yeah. like can okay. I, I might have a follow-up question. Otherwise it's toodaloo. Like I'm just going to go on and, and continue to enjoy my time. Any final thoughts before we jump into our second topic? Great. All right. Leave them stunning. Leave them wanting more. Let's go. All right, cool. Guys, Endwalker, can you believe it? It launches here in just like what? Two and a half months. We are. Uh, it's, it's coming. Two and a half. Two and a half. It, like we're almost done. We're almost into September. I can't believe it. You know, so yeah, two and a half. We'll just, we'll just even it out two and a half months from now. What are your hopes? Todd, let's start with you, man. We know the raids. We know the name of the raids. Like, is it all raining for you? What's oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, for for me, um, well, I'm I'm still kind of like working on a few things in the background, but personally, like for for my progress as a raider, like I would like to get a a week one clear of a savage tier. So like you know we're we're gonna have the normal raids for a while. Savage is gonna drop, and then it's gonna be like the world race. And um, if I find myself in a situation where I can participate in a actual like world race, I'm gonna do it. And I, I want to get that clear week one. Like my my best has been a week four which not a lot of people get like the most of the player base, even like the Raiders, like they, it takes them weeks and sometimes all the way up until, you know, the next patch or even because I'm going to be helping people up into in Walker, you know, they're going to, it's going to take them that long to get the clear. So for me, 
like I wanted to just see that improvement and get that week one clear because that's it's like it's like you only have the gear like the crafted gear and then whatever drops you get that week. So it's just going to be a big challenge and it's going to be blind. There's going to be no strats uh, and it's just like all what reading is about for me. It's like I don't have to worry about looking at the right guides or anything like we're just going to figure this out together. So it's it's I'm looking forward to that the most. And of course, um, I I hope that they can continue um, just how well they've been performing with each uh, expansion, especially after Shadowbringers. Like, how do how are they going to top that? And what's the new story going to be? And believe, yeah, I I do like the story, even though I I don't show a whole lot of MSQ, but I'm I'm very much interested in seeing uh, where the story goes and how it's going to uh, to end. Uh, and I I also want to check out. Like, all right, are we going to have some Final Fantasy four bosses? We're going to have some. We know we're going to have some Final Maga Fantasy IV. I know. I'm like, well, what else are they going to have? Like, this is going to be so cool. Like, if because I'm a fan of the the series overall, it's not just like because you get some people that only play fourteen, and they they're like, who's this guy? Like, who who are these bosses? Why is this important? But when they do throwbacks like that, like when they have like Kefka in the in the game, or like because Final Fantasy six and Tactics were my favorites, so when they have raids based off of that like i was losing my mind i'm like yes the music the bosses the themes like i want more of that so i'd love to see four uh and ten i i've definitely played the heck out of ten and if they had blitzball i would i would just <laughs> no life blitzball i would no life it i, I would be a blitzball main That's i have it. a i have a follow-up because <laughs> essentially you, you kind of hit on good points i do want to give chris some airtime here in a second but if yeah. they added blitzball like how do you balance leveling and, and msq and all the other stuff that you enjoy about this game along with learning the raids and raid progression especially with content creation and streaming oh um gosh it's it's tough because it's like you know at the start of a an expansion especially as a streamer um you you kind of have to get through the story just to like unlock the raids um and then after that it's just become secondary and i i kind of i know that like in terms of content creation you end up losing a bit of viewership for like multiple reasons one it's just everyone's going to be streaming it because it's new and then you get all of the other content creators that come back just for the story and then they just consume all of that then they then they leave um and then you get people that just they don't want spoilers because they they go at their own pace and for me it's like well i just need to get this done i'm gonna try to enjoy it the best i can but i just want to like do this and prepare for raids do you stream the story at all I I did stream Shadowbringers, so I did have like reactions and stuff, and uh, I think that was it was it was awesome to see. I did get spoiled a couple of times from people, even though I thought I was going pretty quick, um, and some people kind of like let some things slip. So like I I, I have to try my best to like avoid that because it can happen. But yeah, I'll I'll stream I'll stream the main uh, main scenario. What do you think, Chris? What's your hopes and what do you think about the story and, and streaming? So streaming, I mean, I'm still up in the air, um, kind of how to handle that. I do want to keep the core hours here on the channel, like the eight to two Monday to Friday, spoiler free um, for at least that first couple of weeks until everybody gets out of what is a holiday season here in the US. Um, you know, for people that aren't able to play that week, they're working a ton so they can have that time off with their family and then they don't get to touch the game until basically the end of, end of November 1st of purchase December, there's going to be people who have not cleared MSQ at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd like to kind of keep the stream spoiler free. I've thought about running maybe secondary streams on a secondary character where I'm progressing story so that I remain kind of given the chance, like Lama Todd said, where I can be ahead of being spoiled. 
Um, also, like, if I get my main character, if I just press escape on my main character and I do it the way I used to do it, I know enough now that, like, if I know who the final trial boss of the expansion is, am I denying myself part of that experience? Because mm -hmm. I'm not really a true skipper. Um, and so I won't be a true skipper. So even if I skip, I'm still going to see the boss. And so like in the past, that's not been something that's bothered me, but this is the finale. Uh, and so it's hard to like, if there ever was a chance for a boss model to bother me, you wouldn't know it until it was too late. It's never bothered me in the past to see a screenshot of a boss prior to getting to fight that boss, because I still want to know how we got there. Is that really them? What, you know, when it, or do we think we're actually helping each other? Like after the fight, are they really dead? Do they walk away? There's all these things that games can do where the boss model doesn't on its own drive the narrative. But with this being the finale, there are potential right. versions of how the story plays out that the character model itself is a spoiler. Um, and that there is no way to say, like, I don't even know who that is, or that may not really be them. It's like, no, it's going to be very, very clear, depending on how this plays out. And so I am sensitive to that. Um, I don't know how you cover it. And now a lot of people don't like watching Story Week 1. It's why I think it's important for all the people that are still working a normal week to have a stream that's considered spoiler free. But what that'll probably be is I wake up really early and, like, knock out the initial story of something like, maybe skip all the story on Reaper and then go replay that because I won't know what the heck's going on and just level up my Reaper Sage, level up my crafters and gatherers um, and just kind of spend that first week doing all of the other kind of grunt work that surrounds an initial level grind, but yeah. don't touch the MSQ. Uh, and the question is, how far can I make it? Can I get to the main city? I'm going to have to do at least some quests to be able to get to the new crystalline mean or whatever. Um, so how much spoiler content do I have to do kind of appropriately uh, to get to a point where I can say, you know what, we're going to be in a holding pattern here in a spoiler-free territory, and we're all just going to hang out here and get all these crafters to cap um, this week so that everybody has a place to hang out and, you know, not talk spoilers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how you cover that. As for what I'm excited for, mm -hmm. um, this expansion, if I could change anything about this expansion, there's been a ton to love about this expansion, so more of the same would be great. Uh, but... I'm really looking forward to having all original raid and alliance raid content. Uh, the Yorha mm -hmm. stuff, while I love the encounters, the story just really didn't do much for me. I'm not, I've never played Nier. Um, and so naturally it was going to sail right over my head. And there was a ton of stuff this expansion that I did want to know more about. And so when you see a billboard the size of the alliance raids get designated to advertise for another game, and you're like, but you could use that to help explain lore around stuff I still have questions about. Um, I really am looking forward to the fact that Myths of the Realm and Pandemonium are going to be entirely original content. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean it won't reference other Final Fantasy games and pay homage to. They've always done a lot of fan service here, but I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be something that plays out over the expansion, so that's not like a day one expectation. I'm just excited about it. Um, beyond that, just, just more 14. I have no idea how we balance our schedules um, it launching November 19th is just such a, it's such a bad time of year I, for Americans. I, yeah. It's such a bad time of year and it's not better for world first, like world first Raiders. Oh he said, prepare. Yeah. I mean, it could absolutely be a Christmas or new year's release. And like, that's, that's just right. how the time adds out. So like for world, for the world first people, um, I we mean, have to clear before the celebrate, weekend. celebrate now celebrate again in January for the various holidays that we're passing through and um, tell them goodbye. Like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Uh, people are going to want to like clear pretty quickly. Uh, I think 
uh, I was talking with like some of my buddies, and it's like if if they do the normal release schedule, um, then Savage is going to drop. And basically, if you don't clear week one or before that weekend, then you're going to be raiding like during Christmas or something. So, so the, the the goal is to clear early, you know, within three or four days after it dropping. Because if you take like five or six, then you're going to be like pretty much creeping up on uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve and stuff. So I, I definitely want to clear before that. I want to have some like quality time. So that that does concern me. Um, and it just it just sucks. It's bit. the nature of it. It is. Shadowlands released late. They had issues too. So where do you guys think Final Fantasy fourteen is going to go after uh, the finale? Oh God. Well, we know it's to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, God, that's that's tough. Um, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to take it. We've always had like the, the Asians right in the background is looming, always up, like, scheming up to something. So I guess we, we figure out some, some new entity or, or new villain or something. Uh, um, but I, I kind of like um, how they even approach, like you kind of felt at the end, you kind of felt bad for some of the Asians and you're like, Oh man, like, well, they were just trying to like maybe, save their own world even though they were kind of assholes most of the time um <laughs> like you kind of related with some of them and you're like well maybe if they if they kept like a bit of that gray area uh, with the next antagonist like I'm, i'd be down for that i'm the storytelling has been awesome I'm looking forward to that what do you think chris like where do you where do you think 14 goes after 6.0 I mean, without without talking too much spoiler i would change it from where to win um, the question is, how do you separate mm. the current storyline mm. from moving forward? And so right. in my mind, you have to have some time pass between 6.0 and 6.1. Uh, and they could surprise me and do something wrong. I'm not the writer. But, uh, you know, for me, the jumping forward or jumping backward makes the most sense. It's when. It's, it's, I would love to go backward. Uh, there were a lot of decisions made that were presented very black and white, and we can see that they're wrong. But I would love to go back and provide some context that maybe makes those choices of right or wrong, more conflict-based, you know, something that we think is good. Turns out there was some sacrifice there. Something we think was bad. Turns out they had a series of bad options to choose from, and it was the least bad of the options. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like that complexity. I think, you know, we've seen that within the Final Fantasy. We've seen that develop within Shadowbringers. We've seen that within Final Fantasy VII-R. Um, they're not afraid to, they're not shying away from those very big complex topics. So I would love to go back and provide some context around some of the characters. We obviously know at that point that we'd be on a storyline that has an end because we've already played the future. Um, so we'd be we'd be setting ourselves up for another one of these, kind of do a couple expansions and wrap it up. Um, or we jump forward. And, you know, obviously then if we've really wrapped up conflict, what's the reason that we're necessary um, as a character that, you know, just like many RPGs is a savior of sorts, what is the reason for a savior in a world at peace? In a world at peace, there really isn't a need for one. Um, and so you would need some new conflict to arise. And then the question, the questions start to shift to who fights with us. Um, do just we move forward or do we fight with the same cast of characters alongside us or do we get a new cast? And then for me, I'm always interested in mechanical systems. So from a 6.1 standpoint, do you change which characters are available in the trust system since that's mm -hmm. meant to be a narrative extension device? Um, what do you do? with uh just characters in general what do you do with all of this stuff how do you reference it 
moving forward, how you even handle things like seasonal events. If technically we're in the future, that's super freaking weird. So how do you phase it? How do you like, there's just a whole lot that gets really weird if you end the game. And I think it's the reason that games historically have just shied away from that, or they've done like a destiny one to destiny Two, guild wars one to guild wars two, and just wipe the slate. So to have a finale, there's not a whole lot of precedent for how you have a true finale and not like, Oh, it's the end of the expansion, kind of, and it's just like every other end. Doesn't mean anything, and ultimately we're just moved. We're just kicking the can forward. If this really is a hard um, bookend, I have no idea what that looks like from how you balance the content. So I think for myself, uh, and this is just me speaking, uh, for obviously from hopes and what I would love to see, uh, I, I do like the the concept of moving forward in time. I think narratively, when you talk about the Asians and the fall of the empire. Uh, you know, and us being victorious, in my mind, that leaves the power vacuum. In my mind, mm -hmm. the things that unite us today, when those things are no longer there, do we let our pettiness and our differences divide us? And then it becomes about, you know, greed and lust and all the things that, you know, hu uh, like humanity uh, struggles with. And that's what I kind of see happening. Like when we look at the syndicate, when we look at all these things and these threads that have been left untenanted, all this time like you know when you look at the worst in humanity you have the opportunists and things of that nature so with the a power vacuum as the destruction of Asians and empire i think that actually gives rise to a lot of conflict a lot of drama a lot of tension i think life has a natural tension to it in that mm -hmm. regards and that's one of the things like you know yeah we've we've all been united today but will we be united you know in 6.1 and that could be who knows like you know at the end of the day I, i'm just i'm sitting here i just look at this and say yeah that's all great that we all get along right now but there was a time in the lore there was a time in our history where this was not true and then the empire rose up and all of a sudden there was a there was a, a value in us defending each other and then we can kind of look past those differences and as players as the warrior light we don't obviously see that like that's we're the kind of the hero of the story and that's gonna be interesting to see if that has any, any kind of narrative shift in uh in 6.1 then the uh, MMO Final Fantasy fan of me would love to see some form of Vanna deal connected to uh, oh to goodness. this to this game. Uh, whether that's a shard, whether that's the new world, whether that's whatever. Like we know there's other major continents on this planet. We have yet never have seen them. And uh, so if you you want to hear me giggle like a schoolgirl, just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe it. like that in and of itself would would have me thrilled to be able to run around Mestock or Senadorio oh, or that's whatever. So funny. I Yo, think or, earlier, yeah. earlier you mentioned that you had all your jobs at like level 37 and that's up. Me. And that is are all. Okay. Count. Yeah. OK, I know. But that that just I immediately went to ff11 and yeah. that's that's the sub job level that's 30, 37 was the sub job 75 slash yeah yeah 37 i'm like oh look at that <laughs> yeah absolutely see some band deal maybe some some chrono trigger too dude oh my gosh especially with time jump i don't know yeah, like there's so on. much they can do and ah, it just had the, ner the internet he's like oh yeah but beyond that though like because we know that the final Fantasy 11's 20th anniversary is also happening next year like it would be something that i think is i don't expect it if Vanadil has no connection to, you know, Aorzio or Final Fantasy 14, I go about my life just as happy as I am today. However, like when we talk about like what would literally like melt my mind would be something like that. Whether again, like it's a shard. My personal hope, it's not a shard. My personal hope is like shards are done. You know, like we've, we've resolved that, you know, whatever was keeping us apart is now now together. 
um you know that i think would be kind of interesting to see the the impact that would have on the world especially like from 1.0 to 2.0 we've seen world changing impact in this game and to see that happen again would be really thrilling but yeah that's going to be where where i put it i don't put any uh, hope into that as a as a happening because who knows like what that's why i cannot wait to find out and see any any final thoughts on this topic before we go to our final topic no just make it make it worth the build up you only exactly. this is 10 years in the making um, um, so a lot of people a lot of expectations so i'm, I'm ready so speaking of that speaking of that 10 years in the making uh one of the things that i find fascinating because we know the raid happens after the story so story concludes we know 6.1 is when we'll see the 24-man raid and these two raids are pandemonium and myths of the realm and just like i echo chris's statement like i adored the yahora raids for the content i did not connect into the story it just didn't further it for me and yeah. myths just in its title just like ivalice ivalice being part of the, the world stormblood i have so much more love for stormblood now that ivalice right. continued in devosia that i just connect to it so todd the question to you is that let's talk about rating in and walker let's talk about how you plan to kind of take your content from from that going into pandemonium and mist of the realm what excites you the most and how are you planning on uh tackling it in terms of what you do currently today um well i mean we're gonna have to wait for the raids to drop and i think primarily it's just going to be preparing for savage um we're just going to be dissecting all the normal raids and trying to glean as much like information as we can from them uh just to see what what type of mechanics we're going to experience in savage so like if if you're familiar with um how normal works versus savage um in normal you often see all the telegraphed attacks everything is pretty easy well relatively easy to dodge you still get players that just are always standing in the bad for like no matter what like, you could you could put giant arrows and bad symbols and they just stand there but <laughs> with normal it's just going to be preparation for savage and then get that week one clear hopefully hopefully and then after that i'm going to be diving right back into party finder and i'm going to start teaching people as as soon as i can as soon as like i don't have that i guess commitment to like okay we're doing hardcore all these days like when i'm free from that then I go right back into like what I do here, which is helping people learn the fights with clears. Cause there's going to be lots of folks that do not have statics. Uh, and they're just gonna, they're gonna need that. They're gonna need some guidance and who knows, maybe, I mean, <laughs> it'd be nice if we had like a little llama Todd strat or something, llama strat and one of the fights I would love, to, I would just love to have that. And then even if people hated it, you gotta be fast. It would, it would it's not about being it. better. You gotta be fast. You gotta be fast. You, you gotta, gotta be fast. You gotta put it out there. But like, oh, I don't like Mama Strat. Mama, uh, Mama Strat sucks. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you gotta be fast. But it's mine. But you yeah. have heard of me. Yeah. You have heard of me. <laughs> but you have heard of me. Yeah, that'd be cool. So which one are you most excited about? Obviously Savage, but like does myths uh like intrigue you at all? Um I mean like not to like brush it off, but it's it's more like casual content, and I do appreciate mm -hmm. it. Like I really appreciated uh, the Evilist raids because like I, I love tactics, and uh, when like Orban Monastery, 
like phenomenal. I was like, oh man, it has like all of my favorite characters and like Agrius was in there. Like I definitely yeah. love Agrius. So well, when you said uh, six and tactics, I was like, you sir are good man, good good company. Yeah. This guy likes ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like ten. I just like six hey, and six hey, and tactics like are great. I, I sunk a lot of hours into ten, but ten yeah, or ten six, two. Ten. Oh man, see I'm I'm in the ten two yeah. boat. I like ten oh. two more. Okay. Anyway, I derailed that just slightly, but yeah. No, 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 it's okay. Um I think I am definitely he curious to take that E9S clear back. <laughs> oh, all right then. Hey, Todd, are we raiding anytime soon? It's like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit busy, Brian. Sorry. Oh, no. Nah, I'm never... uh, no, I'll be, I'd be interested in seeing like what original um, raid bosses and content they're going to come up with for an alliance raid. Um, but it's it's not like super important to me, but like I think it'll be it'll be nice. Would you like to see some form of like Savage Alliance raid, or would you like to see some like Final Fantasy version of like M plus, for, for example? Um, I think, and I think Yoshi P has already even answered this. Uh, I would like more challenging dungeons for man's. Like, even though yes, if there's like a lot more on the line, and if you have one person that dies, it's going to be a lot harder to recover. Where if you have like eight people and like one person dies in eight man raid, um. And I think with we've seen with with Bajja, which which is content I just I just haven't touched and gotten into. I mean, you kind of have like that savage version of alliance raids there. It's tough. Yeah, it punishes you into the ground. I don't know if Brian, if you step foot into it. I've been doing uh, Deliver Savage on Sundays. It's tough. Hmm. It'll slam you in the face. Um, you got to know the fight. I. I just from a gearing standpoint, like I wouldn't want to see like a savage alliance raid required to getting like your best in slot for an eight man yeah. raid. Yeah. Like I, I that would kind of screw that up a lot. Um, but if they made it like slightly lesser eye level or something, like okay. But I, I think they should just stick to the normal so the problem with it being slightly less than is now you're tome capped every week and you have the top alliance raid piece and it still becomes something that becomes part of that week one week two prog and so that week that you're already worried about the load it gets launched onto that week we're now in the first week you also have to farm all that up um and so if it is tied to anything that can be interpreted as gear progression even early in the cycle it becomes mandatory if instead you tie it behind something like unreal or ultimate where it is cosmetic only Mm -hmm. um then it doesn't matter. Or so, it has its own progression system that's its own self-contained system. Which Bosch has yeah. a set of gear. It has yeah. a set of 520 gear tied to it that has a haste stat that is not eligible outside of Queens of Gunhilder content. So mm-hmm. you can absolutely have that gear have an extension within that. You can also have that gear have really cool cosmetics. Uh, the deep dungeon gear, the, those weapons have been relevant very, very briefly. And then for the, the test of time, it is a glamour only system that people also use for experience. Um, so you could easily, Yoshibi has said in interviews that he would, if they did this, likely tie it to something like Deep Dungeon. And I think that makes a lot of sense because it keeps it isolated. It keeps it tucked away where you can have it be like that necromancer title. So when, you know, let's just say like a couple of uh, a couple of individual people decide to stay on the internet, they're going to get a necromancer title. All of a sudden, the internet <laughs> as a whole is really interested in this title. It's always been there. It's not new. Sure. Um, and there's this massive resurgence in content because that content was never tied to gear progression. It was always meant to be a separate system. So I, 
they have said if they they do enjoy the difficult larger content. They've really enjoyed the way the community mm -hmm. responded to uh, sure. Baldi using Arsenal. They then said, we love that so much that we're going to give you, they give us three raids tried to Queens of Gunhilder, one of which got a Savage. Um, 48 man Savage. It's it's an insane number of people. Uh, getting past the door boss, you can literally have 24 people doing their job exactly right. And then they're, they're sitting there waiting at a door for the group that's been fractured from them. And if that group wipes, you have to wipe the whole thing up and start over. Uh, so it's, uh, they've really enjoyed that well, response. Okay. So like you could probably educate me a little bit. So like how I mean they say 48 man savage, but like which kind of savage? Like, are we talking like lights rampant for 48 people or or maybe tiles for 48 people? Like like what degree of difficulty in savage is it for that large amount of people? Because I, I feel like you can't have a, a light rampant type situation or <laughs> lions, 48 man lions, um, lion lions. It's like so deliver them works a little differently from the get-go so let's back up to normal because you haven't been in that either uh so it's it's always neat to see something that like i know more about than llama todd um chocobo racing and apparently deliver are the only two so uh there's more than that so deliver them deliver functions a little differently than most battle content in the game because what they do instead instead of giving you like a damage down or a bone stack they have a probation style mechanic so when you get clipped by a mechanic in normal you get a probation stack and if within two minutes while that probation stack falls off if you get hit again you get doomed and you die and okay. so when you die in the normal 24-man deliverum uh it is 99 of the time your fault uncurable nothing you can do and so every mechanic is about testing are you paying attention <laughs> and so as a result they design encounters where there are icons that might appear over your head, kind of like the math boss back in the day, uh, not that long ago, where I can't tell you where to be. So it will give me a temperature over my head and then I have to regulate my temperature back down to the normal range by standing in ice AOE or standing in fire AOE. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what AOE to stand in. Historically, we wouldn't want to stand in any AOE, but I am telling you that at the end of this mechanic, she's going to measure all of our temperature. And if she takes your temperature and if you're cold or hot, you're done and it's just going to kill you. Uh, I don't care what role you are. You can literally have a black mage tank it because of the way lost actions work. Now we have valors in the mix. So now you have like all these bonus stats. My deliverance average group, we're only running it with like 33 people. So it's not tuned where you need all 48. Um, but there are mechanics that matter. Now, when you move into Savage, that pivots. We lose the probation stack. And instead of getting hit twice within two minutes, killing you, but after the two minutes falls off, you can afford to get hit again as the encounter continues on. Now, for each boss, you've got three stacks, three strikes, you're out. That's it. Thrice come ruin. And if you get hit three times, you're just done. And when you go down, rezzing people requires these lost actions. So you don't just get to resurrect people mid-combat. People go down, yeah. they stay down. Um, and then there's like, you can have this uh, Phoenix down on yourself that has a 70% chance of rezzing you. There's all these consumables going on. So like, as the raid progresses... There is a chance that if you guys, you can only, you only get to stock up on the items at the beginning of the raid. So depending on what you brought as the raid progresses, you eventually just start losing people and they just stay down. Uh, and, and so huh. you work your way further and further into this, this encounter. And it's this game of limited resource management. And so dying penalizes everybody because now they're having to spend their resources to resurrect you. The opening door boss has slimes on the left and golems on the right, and they each have a different way of being tackled as mechanics. And so you separate into two different voice channels and you just handle yours. The other thing is if you wipe on the second boss, 
you have to, if everybody dies, you have to clear the instance, leave, you have to leave the instance and you start all the way over. Oh. So the entirety of the raid has to be cleared in a single straight through clear. Let's see. And so it's this heavy progression where you are talking about the opening door boss being trash. You are talking about, so you're clearing all the Edens and every time somebody dies, they stay dead. That's a much bigger different, right? Um, and so these, these relic raids are allowed to break all sorts of rules. So all savages is it's requiring more coordination. If everybody's coordinated, gear shouldn't be an issue. It's like these... This expansion, literally, when you log into Bosjo, whether you're 71 or 80 best in slot, it sinks you all to 430 gear. So gearing is no longer what's differentiating people. So the DPS rotation is no longer necessarily the focus. Obviously, more DPS is better, but it's more about, like, can you do mechanics? It's about can you respect mechanics? So it's much, much closer to tiles than something that's like a tuning issue. Okay. What do you think about that, Todd? I mean, I think I probably owe it to myself just to, to see like, that type of content. I think that sounds interesting. Honestly, the way he described it, I go, you're doing this on Sunday, right, Chris? Are you streaming this at all? No, I streamed the first one. Okay. I streamed it since. I need, to, I need to see if I can talk to Julie and join you on Sunday because that sounds... There's a big Google spreadsheet to get yourself slotted. Okay, well, cool, cool. I just wanted to do like BA. It, just it's Benny's through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just a guest. Yeah. BA is honestly one of the thing, one of my bucket list items that I feel horrible about. Final uh, Eureka actually made me go play Final Fantasy XI again, and I, I don't regret that at all. Like I really enjoyed my time playing Final Fantasy XI because I was like, oh man, like Eureka is almost like I how I wanted. I wish there's a couple things I wish they did differently, and I think this would be fantastic in fourteen. And so I was like, well, I'm just gonna go play eleven. But then it's like they kept they kept going, and all of a sudden at the end of the train where I wasn't even on. It's like, here's all this stuff. And then I tried to get in and being that how certain things worked. I was like, well, like I'm doing all this solo. Eh, it's not worth it. And then BA drops and I'm like, ah, so that's a bucket list item I've got for 14. Do you got any bucket list items, Todd, or anything that you're like, cause we're just talking obviously about the, like the Zadnor and, uh, and the, and the, sure, and the Savage version. Sure. Um, I, I would like to get, um, the lone hero, um, head on high solo on Ninja. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that's. <laughs> It's always kind of like on the back burner. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But then I, I never. Have you tried it at all? I, yeah, like several months ago, um, I tried just like, just to see how, how it would go. And I think I got to like the floor 70 boss. And then I just, like, I missed, I did like one little misstep and it just kind of ruined the run on the boss fight. I was like, wait a second. Like, but, uh, and they hit hard. They hit so hard. Um, on a on melee i'm like damn like these enemies suck so much <laughs> like you have to be so careful i remember like kind of just panicking i'm like well i have i have like my uh my steel and everything like active but man i was just getting rocked so there's 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 definitely some um you know <laughs> things to worry about <laughs> you can't just like blindly just start bashing enemies and and going through and expect to like clear <laughs> so but yeah that's that's one of my goals i think one hero yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd watch that absolutely. Yeah. Chris, you got any? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's a, I was just gonna say it's it's a it's a big grind though. Like just kind of preparing the save files, because um, like for content, it's like I, I don't know if I want to like I don't want people to just watch me do floors like one through sixty, just farming, and like getting just 
prepping and stuff. I, I, I for me, I just kind of want to get like a couple of saves ready to go, like set or seventy and up or something. I wish they had, we had more saves. Like we only get the yes, few slots, and more it's saves like would be nice. mm. it'd be a cool use of the resource to be able to buy buy more saves. Yeah, actually, honestly. I don't just want more things handed to me in this game. Oh I want yeah, more things to chase. Yeah, more things. Give me, to give me something to do. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Um, you I don't think have the Valor system is a really clever end to mm -hmm. the uh, the Boston system. So what it is is a buff that you can you apply. So you're acquiring this experience in there, and you're purchasing these buffs. Just oh. give me give me something to chase. I I do have a deal with Angelus Demonus. Of course, if you if you know anything about Heaven on High and Palace, like he is like the master at that. But basically, I I told him. Uh, if I ever clear Heaven on High solo, then um, he will do Savage with me, or he'll clear the tier, whatever tier that is that I actually end up clearing Heaven on High. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping I can get this done soon, uh, and then I can I can force him through um, nine through twelve. Otherwise, I have to wait. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah. That sounds really exciting. Well, uh, that brings us uh, kind of pretty much to the end of our show. Uh, Todd, uh, A, you got anything, any final thoughts before we wrap up? And then B, where can people find you? Ooh, final thoughts? Ooh, I don't know. Um, I, I just I, I just recommend that people try to get done what they can before in Walker. If you have any goals, now is the time. Like, it is quickly approaching. And it, you're going to be buried in, t in all the new content. So if you if you have these goals, if you have the uh, you have it on high solos, if you have um, raid progression you want to get done or Bosnia, whatever it is, like do it now. People are doing all these things right now, and it's just going to be completely inactive when Inwalker drops. So get on it if you can. Um, yeah, and you can find me. Um, we'll be back tonight doing some UCOB uh, with our pal Dave Greco Art. Um, around, I think we're starting around, uh, shoot, like 10 or 11 Eastern, something like that. Uh, you'll find me tonight. If you're a DJ, if you're late night, you'll find me. Twitch.tv slash Lama Todd. <laughs> Chris, man, any I, final thoughts, yeah. dude? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see end game be something that Brian and I are at least aware of. Um, I don't think we'll ever be experts at it, but um that's that's really been my goal this year is to you know i've always had time as my very valid and true excuse for why i haven't gotten to things in the game and i went full-time in january and so time is no longer on the table as as it so if i'm still using it as an excuse it is now exactly that it's only an excuse so um getting a deeper understanding of the game across the board has been the goal and like, obviously that includes Savage and that includes leveling up jobs that I've put off. And that includes um, running content that I missed and getting to be, I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of crafting and gathering, um, starting to get my first best in slot pieces there. And uh, it's given me the chance to do a lot of stuff. I'm down to, I have one more tombstone piece to buy and augment before I'm full 530 minus that second ring. Wow. So. I'm getting really, really close and I'm finishing up my 535 relic. So I've got a couple more steps on that. So it's exciting to be this close to best in slot or at least best in slot adjacent because I have tombstone pieces where like technically a savage piece might be, you know, that much better. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's an exciting time to be in 14 and with just a little bit to go, uh, we should go into the expansion ready to ready to chase everything 
Um, and I think for me, I'm just looking forward to tackling uh, 10S now uh, with, with Todd. Like that was such an amazing first now. pool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, so there's still like some learning that I can do there. I had a blast doing learning e, uh, 9S. What's up? What do you mean? I, you're going to do the call outs. We got so far. <laughs> next time right i, I like everything right this guy's such a good teacher it's just <laughs> let's put it out there right there um no, like i was just i felt like i was drinking from a fire hose and managing to sur survive for the most part so I, i'm looking forward to more seeing more of what it is because i like i was like oh i i did it right but i still i hadn't registered like why i did it right i just know that we're still alive i did it right and so there's still plenty Surprise to me. learn and I'll thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a quick study, but I'm really excited about that. And hopefully being able to see how far I can get, um, with that. So I do appreciate you, Todd. Like, um, this has been like such a treat for me because one of the, the guilts that I've had, uh, with the game itself is when we've tried to organize like Savage, cause like, I have no problem learning. I I'll throw myself in time and time again, but I've always struggled when it comes down to the question of, Hey, can I commit to two or three nights a week? And the answer is and will be for the at least the short term no like i i can't and i feel bad because i'm like don't even like bother with me don't even feel bad about that because that's a, that's a choice that i made that's a choice that i wanted to make and for the time being it's like okay that's that means i'm not doing this right now so being able to jump in once a week and being able to kind of learn this content has been it, it's definitely like oh god oh. I, I miss this so much so this is just great oh, to be man. back in I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to clearing the tier with uh, both of you. Yes. Well, the, now we have an internal bet. Like who's going to get it done first. <laughs> I'm waiting on Dave Greco. So it's really, it's really, oh, if you guys okay. could clear UCOB, that's what okay. I'm, I, I told Dave, I'll only wait so long. Like if I'm seeing Brian, you know, one shot bosses, like at some point, Dave, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try to squeeze onto Todd's schedule before, before Brian. So yeah, Chris has obviously got the lead. He's going to run us together. Us. It's there's one of us has to be first. It's true. Unless what if we got you in the uh, 12 together? <laughs> there's no ties. There's, there's no, no ties. room for this ties. Is, this is true. Whoever's alive at the end. Yeah. Whoever. Oh yeah. 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 When he's a healer. I'm the healer. I'm a tank. <laughs> yeah. How could that work out? Oh, just leave oh him. no. Leave him. <laughs> Victory by default. Main tanks down. No, no. The clear. The clear. <laughs> and then for the rest of his life, he'll never live it down. Now, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Like, because, you know, so we'll hopefully be back uh, doing that on Thursday, guys, if you want to tune in for that. Right now, we've been running that Thursday around 8 o'clock. So hopefully you're doing in. Uh, guys, be sure to follow Lama Todd, uh, his uh, content. And, and just honestly, just what he does. I think he puts out some amazing stuff. A uh, real gift to the community. And uh, we're Todd, thank you so much for taking time today to come onto the podcast absolutely man this is this is fun like honestly you're just such an easy guy to talk to uh, i was having fun just doing voices with you we were just like running the thing <laughs> calling out voice uh calling out the the stuff and with different voices and be like oh yes welcome to the pain center you know and having a good time i like toys i like voice modulators so anyway that's gonna wrap it up for our show guys this has been the crystal core radio podcast thank you for tuning in again you can also check us out on uh, mp3 wherever podcast or found just search crystal core radio and you're sure to find the show thanks for watching and thanks for listening thanks for being awesome we'll see you next time but until then take care